Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest is Himanshu Misra. He's a senior data scientist at Branch Messenger, and the website is branchmessenger.com. So Himanshu, uh, thank you for coming. Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, uh, tell me, what's the premise of, um, of Branch Messenger? What do you guys do? So um, at Branch Messenger, we are very passionate about transforming the workforce management landscape using the latest advances in the technology. Uh, we are creating a mobile-first workforce management platform uh, with various product offerings using which our end users, which are early workers, can be more productive. And for our enterprise customers, we are building products with which they can attract and retain the best early workers by providing employees predictability, flexibility, and engagement. Specifically, so you're, you're working with hourly workers. Yes. You said they make up a large percentage of the workforce. So what are some, is it problems that companies have in managing their hourly workers, or is it problems that hourly workers themselves have in doing their job? Correct. So uh, the way I was trying to explain this was uh, that first I'll go through, um, like, these are some of the pain points, and then show that how branch can help solve those issues. Like, what features, what specific product offerings do we have? that can resolve specific problems. Right, so what are the specific problems first that you see with hourly workers? So yeah, as I mentioned earlier, our end users are hourly workers, which constitute about 60% of all workforce in the United States. And before starting branch, most of us, including our founders, had experience working as hourly employees. Uh, one of the pain points uh, that we observed was the inefficient process of managing ships, which basically, uh, if you work in a retail store and you're an hourly employee, the way usually it works is that uh, your manager puts up your schedule on the notice board. You go and take picture of it. And then whenever you have shift, you have to keep referring to that picture. And in case you want to uh, trade your shift with someone else, uh, there is a very inefficient process of you know calling manager, call, calling everyone to check who is available, who is not available, and then figuring out who is going to replace you, uh, your shift. So this involves a lot of uh, hassle for the early workers. Another thing is a lack of financial predictability for early workers, which is basically that uh, most of the scheduling which uh, organizations use, they are based on uh, very strict uh, scheduling rules, which goes something mm -hmm. like that in, uh, in a week. Uh, for Sundays, we need four cashiers. For Monday, we need three cashiers. And for the you know, rest of the week, we need five cashiers and so on. So these are the simple rules which organizations make, but they eventually lead to, uh, you know, scheduling, uh, building schedules which are, you know, very inefficient and people get called off uh, saying that, you know, we don't have much of uh, uh, customers today, so you can just not come to the work. Now this uh, brings yeah. financial unpredictability for the early workers. So these are some of the pain points that, like which are prevalent for early workers across the United States. And uh, with the branch that we are trying to solve all these. With, uh, for our enterprise customers, uh, their challenges are uh, like how they can retain or uh, first of all, hire best early employees. How can they retain them? How can they engage with them? 
And so we, we are offering uh, a set of products using which they can do all of these things. And so, right, so for instance, detail. if I'm an hourly worker and I need to take off because I have to take my uh, kid to the dentist, you know, what, right. what process do I have to go through now and how will the process be different with uh, your, your workflow? Correct. So now you can just like, let's say at, uh, you have a shift today at 12 p.m. and at 10 o'clock you decided that you have to go to this doctor's appointment. So you can just, uh, on our app, you can go and say that you will not be able to make to the work. And that shift goes to a, a company, a store-based timeline where uh, your manager, once he approves that it's okay that uh, you cannot come to work and anyone can come in and pick up that shift for you. So you don't have to call anyone, you don't have to do anything, just post your shift and once your shift is picked, we send you a notification that your shift is picked. And then you can easily go to your dentist appointment or doctor's appointment. Well, what if uh, you post it, but there's not enough people to uh, pick it up, what happens then? Uh, so in that case, uh, we have uh, something called, uh, so let's say that you work in a store where there are not sufficient number of people, but your organization is using branch messenger. So we have something called shift flexibility, which what it allows you to do is that you can hire, like a store uh, can hire uh, employees from nearby stores. So let's say that in uh, you work in a coffee shop and there are five coffee stores of the same company around you. So anyone from those coffee stores can come in and take your shifts as well within an organization. So with shift flexibility, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So like, let's say there is a shortage of uh, uh, early workers at particular store other stores can offer like other employees who want to maximize their uh income they can pick up your shift and come to work okay that's great all right what what other uh solutions do you have what are what's common all right so uh so like imagine I, i'd like to describe a use case uh so if you're an early worker and you want to use branch you can simply download the application on ios or android and after setting up your profile, you can upload picture of your schedule and start receiving notification about your shift and track your income. So after your peers sign up, like let's say you work in a store and after your peers sign up, you can trade shifts with them. Or if your organization is enrolled, you can even trade shifts with uh, people from nearby location. And we have uh, a communication uh, application called Branch Chat using which you can communicate with peers and managers about the work if in case you need to communicate. So you don't need to figure out like what's the number for this person, what's the number for that person, and you know call them. That uh, you can avoid all that. And once your organization starts using the application, we can provide you an option to accept shifts from nearby location, uh, which can maximize your income. Uh, and we have an AI-based scheduling. What it tries to do is optimize the scheduling based on your availability and preferences. So you can get shifts um, you want not what managers think you should work on. And with that flexibility, manager is happy because um, his demand is getting met. And uh, employees are happy because they get the shifts what, which they want. And are also we are rolling settings the, uh, in there that will prevent yeah. someone that's part-time from doing full-time work or... Um, yeah, definitely. Know, so we have, that, we uh, have option of customizing it based on the roles. So each employee can work as cashier or can work as, you know, there are different job roles to which each employee can be assigned to, and he'll be only scheduled to those roles, not other roles. And okay, also, right. so you can prevent people from doing overtime if they don't want to do it, if you don't want them to do it, or yes. prevent so them I, from I'm going above in, a certain number of hours and things like that? Correct. So with the AI scheduler that we have built, um, okay, so uh, I had that. 
question, like answer to that question somewhere else, but I'll try to explain it in, in short here. Uh, so I've spent most of the, this year building this AI scheduler, which involves, uh, you know, use of machine learning and how to optimize labor costs. And uh, the yeah. way we try to do is, is first of all, we build a machine learning model which can predict your demand of a store. And this demand takes in uh, account takes into account various factors such as weather and uh, uh, you know events happening around your stores any any, any uh, of the factors or or your historical data that you can provide us that you know at this point of day at this day of the year month of this particular week this hour this this is our historical trend and we can you know extrapolate that trend and try to predict what would be your demand for next week. So with that, we have an efficient predictive algorithm uh, using which we can predict your demand. We take in that demand and uh, we have, then, then uh, that's the first part of the puzzle. Second, we take this demand and uh, send it to an, uh, a scheduler, which is basically an constrained optimization uh, algorithm, uh, which is specifically, it's called mixed integer programming. And uh, what it does is, uh, so the problem we are trying to solve with AI scheduler is of labor cost optimi optimization. Businesses everywhere faces the problem of understaffing or overstaffing. Uh, in most of the cases, it happens because usually demand of labor at a store is predicted by the manager, which from my experience usually works by managers creating simple rules like that we need five cashiers on Sundays, four on Saturdays, and three on rest of the week. Now imagine you're a retail store and uh, use this demand model to predict your staffing requirements across various stores. You can easily see that this will fail as the manager failed to consider various factors such as weather, public events happening around the store, scheduling trends in other stores in the same geographic region, uh, which can affect the foot traffic and hence result affect the scheduling requirements. So to solve this, we use uh, ensemble of machine learning algorithms to consider all these factors and look at historical demand at your store to learn a personalized demand model for your store using which you can accurately predict hourly staffing requirements for the upcoming week. We then go a step further. We take the predicted demand and preferences of the employees, like which hour of which day they prefer to work and scheduling laws, like weekly, daily hour work limit of the region where your store is located and using an optimization algorithm called mixed integer programming, we generate an optimized schedule, which comply with all the scheduling constraints and tries to maximize the employee satisfaction. So, uh, what are some of the factors that uh, what are some of the factors that affect scheduling? You know, how do you know when there's going to be a surge in demand, and you know, what are some so of these the factors, factors you use in your AI so system? We, uh, so, as as I said, that we are building these custom models for each of your each of the stores. So, based on what data the stores can provide us if they have if they don't have any let's say historical data we can look at you know standard labor laws and see, see that uh, you know uh, for this particular coffee store usually there are two caches required uh, because we have that data from uh, all the sources we can extrapolate that and uh, try to you know start predicting and bootstrap that problem of prediction and once you start using our platform, we can keep capturing that data of how you are interacting with the scheduler and how you are. You, you also have option to generate your manual schedules. So we can start capturing data from there as well. And this algorithm can basically learn what your demand looks like for a, a, a weekday or an hour on the weekday. Does that answer your question? You said, uh, are there ever circumstances where people are cross-trained where they could work in different companies? 
so that they could actually go from company to company and share labor? right now we are not uh, right now we are not doing that um it's only inter organization that we are inter organization that we are doing right at the moment uh, shared labor but uh yeah at the moment we don't do that that's so would that make sense? Are there any industries or companies that you think might be willing to do that, or is that not Correct. really? Then, then it do? actually it brings the uh, issue of then poaching. Like uh, then one, uh, uh, you know, we are in a way facilitating that. That'll not be uh, fair to our customers. That you know, there uh, we can, uh, you know, allow one employee to go from one company to other and cause loss to one of our clients. Uh, all our clients are equal, so we don't do at the moment uh, uh, intercompany labor trading. Uh, we only do intercompany. Do you see that as a, a benefit if companies would be able to do something like that, or do you think it's really not needed? Um, I I see it happening like once uh, an employee leaves the organization without any trigger, uh, and if there is an opportunity, we might be able to facilitate that in future, but we don't have any plans or product at the moment. Okay. Well, what are what are some factors that cause um, companies to have to staff up when they didn't anticipate needing to do that? Do you have any, uh, you know, data or insights from, from your scheduling that you see that you can, you can help companies balance their load so they don't get into trouble? Like most of the, like, uh, most of the issues that we have observed are with, um, small stores which you know don't have any sophisticated way of or they don't their organization itself don't have any uh, demand prediction models so uh, usually like uh, let's say that you have you're working in a coffee store and uh, coffee shop and uh, there's a public event happening around you uh, around your store which can lead to you know a lot of people coming to your store but you cannot predict that in advance because you didn't know about that so these kind of factors we try to capture in our scheduling. We look at public data sets, we look at Twitter feeds and things like that, and then try to predict like how how much how uh, how much uh, foot traffic can you get in, in a store at a particular day. Okay, so if there's like a festival going on that could yeah that that's a that's an example uh, that's an example. I mean, uh, you can think of it as uh, in terms of weather also. Let's say that you are a coffee store, and if it's a hot summer day. Uh, there are chances that more people are going to come for cold coffee, right? So, uh, but as a manager, you just have these hard-coded rules where you say that, you know, I need only three cashiers on Monday. But if a Monday is a hot day or uh, three coffee barista uh, on a Monday, but if Monday is a hot day, uh, you definitely would need more people. Uh, I mean, more baristas to serve more people because it's a hot day. So, uh, but at, at the moment, what we are seeing is, uh, uh, these kind of models do not exist in the industry, and we are trying to bring it to the organization. Okay. Um, what other factors do you see um, that influence how many people will come into a business? So, you, you know, I'm sure holidays, um, whether it's raining or it's sunny or if it's hot or if it's cold, uh, right. you said local events, festivals, things right. like that. You know, uh, what else uh, do you see that influences? And then uh, the... So we are talking to organizations and uh, we are trying to get uh, the historical foot traffic data. So some organizations, some of our clients, they capture foot traffic, like uh, how many people entered the store. So if you go in a typical retail store, uh, you would see, uh, you know, the automatic door opener, right? Uh, so that can track how many times it open during the day. And that's uh, based on like what type of uh, uh, 
like was it was it a vacation or what type of weather we can correlate all these factors together and try to predict the foot traffic which can further lead to you know uh, predicting the demand at the store and let's say that uh, and we can even customize these models to specific company requirements let's say that uh, mm-hmm. you have a new product offering coming up and in past we have seen that whenever you offered a new product you uh, you know expected 15% more customers to come to your store so we can take those factors into account and you know try to predict a better optimized uh, demand for your store are there other factors you've seen that uh, you know were surprising to you like you know have you looked at a lot of different companies data and you you know i'm sure you would see things because you're looking and because right. you have access to a lot more data than other people do like you know what have you seen the, the the only data uh, so far we have got are the sales data, uh, foot traffic data, scheduling data, uh, weather data, and local event data at the moment. So uh, there are like there are trends, but I don't know. Uh, they, they are very company specific, and uh, uh, you know that some companies uh, when they offer certain products uh, during the year, let's say uh, uh, you offer the new coffee in your store during September, then you can expect 15% of increase in your, uh, you know, demand in, in terms of labor. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how specific can I be there uh, in terms of naming the companies and what trends are we observing, but uh, yeah, those would be the factors. Well, what is your, um, what's your dream data? What do you wish you could get that uh, you don't have right now? Uh, I think, uh, uh, so let's let's uh, this is a theoretical answer, but uh, we don't yeah. have this data. And uh, let's say that we are Waze, right? Let's say we uh, we acquired Waze at some branch acquired Waze at some point of time. It's already acquired by Google, but let's uh, humor the fact. So uh, if we acquire Waze, we somehow have this traffic data about how many people are present or driving in a certain region, right? We can aggregate this data what the vehicle traffic at a certain location. And once we have that information, we can use use that as a factor to, you know, predict the demand as well. So if there are a lot of people in a in an area driving because of some event which we did not capture capture through our public event data, we can look at these different sources of data to predict the demand at a store. Well you might <clears throat> if Waze has an API, I mean you could plug into that and Correct. get that data. You know, without having to, but, uh, you know, own the company, maybe that's available. But I mean, what's on your exactly, list of, I mean, of data in addition? So, uh, data. What else? What the main predictors we uh, have figured out are are these data sets which I have mentioned. Uh, but we are always looking for partnerships and uh, trying to figure out what other data sets can be used. Okay. All right. Well, very good. So, what stage are you at? Um, how many companies are you working with right now? And uh, you know, what's what's the plan for the rollout of more? So we have uh, our customers in retail, call center, restaurants, hospitality industry, manufacturing and facilities, healthcare, pharmacy, banking, travel. So yeah, we have uh, in healthcare, uh, higher education. We are almost we have clients everywhere. Uh, our most of our user base is uh, like are the organic users, which are early workers whose organizations are not affiliated with us but they are using the application to track their shifts and track their income and you know use branch pay which is our same day pay plat, uh, application where you can get access to your pay without waiting for a bi-weekly paycheck you can get access like you worked a shift today and you can get paid today 
for that. So uh, okay. we have uh, so most of our users are basically early workers, and we are doing pilots with a lot of companies. Uh, you can go to our uh, customer page uh, to figure out like what customers are there. Okay, well, very good. So what's the best way for people to uh, find out more and to do an evaluation with you to see if their company you know, could be helped by your service you know, and get in contact? So we have um, a website called branchmessenger.com and we have an application on uh, iOS and Android. You can download the application. Uh, on our branchmessenger.com, um, we have a chat window where you can ask any specific questions you have or uh, any specific questions. Um, question to for a specific department you have like in terms of pricing for sales uh for any if you have any technical question you can ask there as well okay very good all right um any uh, i guess that's it so yeah tell me uh any other questions or things you want to mention or uh do you think we've covered everything you're doing um so i have um i had some content on uh the ai scheduler uh which we have created and basically mentioned how it's different from other product offerings which are in the market today. And right, tell me uh, a little bit about that, and then you know, yeah. The other, the there are a couple of AI projects which I've been working on. I can mention them as well. So. Sure, tell me about them. Okay, so uh, I, I think I already used this content in in one of the previous answers, but I'll just record it and then you can use it uh, previously or here, wherever you want. So. Uh, I spent most of uh, my time this year building the AI scheduler, which involves a lot of AI and machine learning. Uh, so the problem we are trying to solve with AI schedulers of labor cost optimization. Businesses everywhere face this problem of understaffing or overstaffing. In most of the cases, it happens because usually the demand of labor at a store is predicted by a manager, which from my experience usually works by managers creating simple rules that we need five cashiers on Sundays, four on Saturdays and three on the rest of the week. Now imagine that you're a retail store and use the demand model to predict your staffing requirements across various stores. You can easily see this failing as the manager failed to consider factors such as weather, public events happening around the store, scheduling trends in other stores in the same geographical region, uh, which can affect the foot traffic in your store and hence affect your scheduling requirements. To solve this, we use an ensemble of machine learning algorithms to consider all these factors and look at historical demand at your stores to learn a personalized demand model for your store using which you can accurately predict early staffing requirement for the upcoming week. We then go a step further. We take this predicted demand and preferences of employees, like which hours of the week they prefer to work and scheduling laws, like weekly, daily work hour limits of the region your store is located. And using an optimization algorithm called mixed integer programming, we generate an optimized schedule which complies with all the scheduling constraints and tries to maximize the employee satisfaction. But we do not stop here. We realize uh, through our surveys and talking to our customers that the optimized schedule is not always the right or practical schedule. The main reason is that the schedule optimization and generation problem is constrained optimization problem, which means that you need to explicitly specify a set of constraints which define what an optimized mm -hmm. schedule should look like. Now, as any rule-based well, system... I was going to ask you, what, um, mm -hmm. what is an optimized schedule? You know, like maybe some people don't like to wake up early, so they want to work later, or some people have children Sorry. and so, they so can't those, work those, beyond 3 o'clock on weekdays. You know, what, what are some parameters? Correct. So these, these kind of things would be employee preferences, where an employee tells that, uh, you know, I don't want to work on these certain hours of this particular day. When I say constraints, I mean that all the labor laws, which says that an employee can only work eight hours in a day, 40 hours in a week. 
he cannot work seven, like more than five days consecutively he needs two days of vacation there should be a break after every three hours or four hours and these laws kind of vary with each state and uh, what we try to do is like for, figure out where your store is located and what the labor laws are and try to generate a schedule considering all the labor laws in your uh, uh, you know uh, area or district or state so that you get a compliant schedule and uh, you know uh, and we consider employee preferences so that each of the employees preference and th- those employee preferences are not guaranteed to be met we try to maximize that maximum number of users get their uh, preferences met but it all depend like first priority is to meet all the constraints which are the labor laws and your demand those things should be met first and once we do that we try to maximize um, the employee preference and that's interesting so an employee may want to have a certain schedule but if you gave them that schedule then it might violate the labor laws so you have to make sure that so sometimes an employee can't have what they want because of that right correct so and also for organizations this is important because you know an employee can potentially uh, sue the organization saying that you know you did not give me break on that particular day so if we if your schedule which you are generating is not compliant with the labor laws there is possibility that you can get sued for it interesting so, okay yeah so that's why it's important that your schedule is uh, you know compliant with the labor laws and then we try to maximize you know what is preferable for the employee and if we can maximize his or her happiness so what are some examples of schedules that are different than normal that the employees really like what are, what are some examples so let's say that uh, this is a very recent problem that we have faced uh, so uh, the labor law says that in a day you cannot work more than 8 hours right but uh, if you just quote this particular rule saying that uh, do not schedule an employee for more than 8 hours in a day it uh, over the period of 24 hours you can get uh, multiple shifts of 2 2 hours like four shifts of 2 hours after gap of 3 hours now this is Mm. in compliance with the labor law but it's not practical enough for the employee to you know come back to the store for two hours after every three hours right right so when the employees tell only schedule me for between 12 to 6 and you can give me eight hours between that and uh, all the shifts should be continuous if he tells us that we can generate uh, like we can schedule that person between 12 to 6 and generate a consecutive shift of five hours, six hours, or whatever amount he or she wants. That mm-hmm. would be, I guess, an example of what a practical schedule is. Like, despite the fact that you are following all the labor laws, that schedule which was generated, which had gap of three hours between every shift, was not practical. Enough. And well, another uh, thing I thought of is, you know, what if you have, um, you know, 50 employees at a given location? It would be very hard for a human being to say, all right, these exactly. are all the requirements. These are all their desires, and boil all that into a schedule. So all, all the all the requirements and desires are inputted on the branch messenger app by the employees right. themselves for themselves. So like every person can go and uh, in, enter their availability, and so that manager don't have to tra- keep track of like who is available when and you know what shift they want to work on. We can automatically take all that data and give it to this algorithm. It can try to maximize you know, the, the match everyone's preferences to the best of its ability. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That would make it a lot easier because otherwise, you know, also too, 
if you have an algorithm doing it, then it's harder to say that, oh, this manager likes so-and-so more than me. Exactly. He's favoring there, there that is, person. You remove that bias as well. I mean, uh, so we don't have any option where you can prioritize one employee or other. It's just uh, that, uh, you know, once you get a uh, number of, so we, the only thing um, a manager can do is assign roles to people. So if he can assign a person to, you know, role of cashier or delivery person or, uh, you know, a, a helper or stocking boy or whatever he wants. And then the scheduler automatically takes in and uh, generate a schedule for each job role. Well, what about people if people that are cross trained and you you have a shortage in a cashier position and you have no cashiers but you have like this person that is also trained to be a cashier and they can fill in temporarily does it look for those kind of opportunities can you program that in so that that uh, responsibility would be on manager if he can assign role of cashier to him we can schedule him but why not have the system that points out okay you know all right your store for some reason chronically you're you're running short on, um, you know, people in this department. So we recommend that you cross train to ease this problem because this problem comes up with you every month. You have like right. a couple. A recommendation of cross training is something that, uh, like, the managers can. We have an admin dashboard through which managers can monitor how their uh, workforce is performing and how their scheduling looks like. Uh, they can track these trends where you know they can see that one department is understaffed and another department is overstaffed. The only thing is that right. we at branch don't recommend them to do that. They can choose the decision to hire from uh, you know other stores. They can choose to cross train their workforce and whatever they want. So we provide sufficient oh. analytics to them so that they can figure out these trends and then they can make the uh, we can let them make the decision what is best for their store. Well, why not tell them best practices as well? In case they don't think of it, then you could help them. The software could say, hey, I recommend this, I recommend that. Try this, try that, you know. Correct. We can potentially do that, but at the moment, we don't have sufficient amount of data to, you know, uh, exactly, uh, like, provide solution. And also, another reason is uh, we are working in such wide industries. As I mentioned, we are in retail, we are in healthcare, we are in, um, uh, you know, higher education, all these different domains. And different domains have different set of practices. And uh, figuring them all out, like what should be the best for everyone, at the moment, that I think that's not our priority. We're trying to, at some point of time, we can potentially do that with our data, but we don't have that mm -hmm. right now. Okay. Like to, to figure out one standard, like you cannot have one recommendation for everyone, right? And you cannot have, like decide these are the five recommendations that I can suggest to everyone in, the, in different industries. So I think uh, that right. requires much more sophisticated analysis and uh, we're not there yet, I think. And we are not ready to do that as well. We have uh, other goals at the moment. But I, I definitely think that with the data we have, we can, you know, instead of being predictive, we can be prescriptive as well. I mean, we can, once we predict that, uh, you know, you're going to have shortage of labor in this department, we can prescribe them some options uh, that, you know, they can take to avoid that. Okay, so last question, what's ahead for the next year? What kind of new developments are coming? Correct, so I'm currently um, working on a deep learning project. Uh, and it's a very interesting project that uh, was not possible, I guess, 10 years ago. So on our applications, users can basically go and upload an image of their schedule and they get notified about their shifts based on 
the schedule, right? So, so far we have been parsing these scheduled, uh, scheduled images with the help of human transcribers who go through each uploaded schedule image and fill out a form with information about usership. This usually takes about 15 to 20 minutes for each image. So to provide a better user experience, so that like as soon as you upload your schedule, you have uh, you know notifications and everything parsed out, and you know all this data is in the system. People send an image of their schedule. Why not just have an app or a web form where they touch or click the day of the week and the hours that they want to work? Why not do that? Can they can also do that, but uh, that's uh, actually most of our users are early workers. As I mentioned, they are not organizations. And organizations which are not using branch, branch platform and don't have a mobile app to like provide all these functionalities to early workers, we want to include them. Okay, yeah, because this seems platform. like it could be an app. This could be a white labeled app on a smartphone, and then the the employees that work for a certain touch the schedule that they want and automatically get submitted. There's no pictures, no nothing needed, you know. So uh, for that, each organization has to develop an app, right? We don't want them to do that. No, but you can have your own app. Why wouldn't you use your own app and they just, you just white label it? You know, like you put the company's logo on top of it. Because you have that, people that logins and then they do that. So imagine that um, you got your weekly schedule, right? And these are seven days of shifts yeah. and you have possibly eight or nine shifts in a week. We have noticed this that, uh, you know, when we ask these early workers to input all those all that information into forms, they don't do that. The uh, rate of doing that is very less. So we need a better user experience. We want them to face less hassle. So if we if they just uh, click a picture of the schedule and you know we can parse it for you, then there there is more acceptance to that that kind of user experience. I guess. I see what you mean. It makes it makes it easier for them. I gotcha. Correct. So it's it's more about the user experience of how they are getting to that particular. Uh, uh, notification state. If it's too much of work for them, they they don't uh, they won't use that. In, in short, I got. I mean, no no one wants okay. to go to you know enter nine or ten shifts every week when they get the shift. So to improve the user experience, we allow them to you know just upload the picture. And right now, the way we do it is like these human transcribers. They go to each of the image and parse out all the information into a form. Now, what we are we want to, to use like machine vision or something to do it instead, right? Yes, we are trying to use deep learning to do all the stuff. Now, this seems this might seem initially like a simple optical character recognition or task uh, at the beginning, but it's much more complicated than than that because you have to understand the structure of the schedule as well. Because it's a like each shift is assigned to a user and to uh, on on a specific day at a specific time. So you have to parse out all these information. So. For to tackle all these challenges, we are training several deep learning and machine learning models. Um, one to determine individual cells in the schedule, one to parse out text and do the OCR, one to recognize what type of text is present in each cell, like shift, time, day, or employee name, and one to figure out rows and columns and finally a parser which can take in all this information and standardize and store into the database for further reviews. And using which we are trying to reduce this 15 to 20 minute of parsing time to minute or two gotcha. and okay. uh, so uh, this is like uh, in vision it was not possible earlier i mean you can do simple ocr which uh, does not take into account any kind of structure but doing it uh, you know parsing out structured schedules and adding structure to the uh, timesheet image uh, is something which is i think we are doing pretty novel and 
uh, we're working on it. Uh, we're planning to launch it by end of this year or early next year. Well, very good, Himanshu. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And uh, the best way for people to contact you is to go to branchmessenger.com. Yeah, you can visit us at branchmessenger.com and you can also download our app on iOS and Android. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.